I'm telling people's stories, but let's have people tell their own stories too. The things you can do with sound design, like, staggered me. You're just bypassing the noise. We just put a phone on a kitchen table in Calvin's mask gaff. As a medium, I think it has huge integrity. You're kind of like listening to the inner workings of my brain. It makes me feel more proud. It feels like this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing, and that is a great, great, great feeling. Hello, and welcome to PodPod. I'm Adam Shepard, and this week we've got something a little bit different for you. Last week was the second annual Irish Podcast Awards, which saw the cream of Ireland's audiophile community assemble in the Morrison Hotel in Dublin. The year-on-year increase in entries and the attendance numbers on the night is evidence of a blooming Irish podcast scene which is bulging at the seams with creativity and talent. If you couldn't make it on the night, we've got your back. In association with Tin Pot Productions and their spectacular mobile recording studio, The Tin Pod, we were able to interview many of the runners and riders at the event. This podcast is a compilation of some of those interviews, showcasing not only the importance of winning a podcasting award, but also the extraordinary range and depth of genres and perspectives being generated by the Irish podcast industry. Before we get to that, though, let's peel back the velvet curtain, go behind the scenes and find out what it's like to make the calls that matter from some of our judges. It's a a total privilege to be uh, a judge of podcast awards, especially as a podcast nerd myself. You get to listen to copious amounts of podcasts and then uh, rate them and discuss them with other podcast enthusiasts. The debating side of kind of who wins the award and who gets first place can get quite lengthy at times because people are quite passionate about their choices. It's a group of people that are really passionate about this industry, about the direction it's going, about the calibre of work and recognising that, you know, and that's ultimately why we're there. One I look for is originality. So I want to see, is this show doing something that's different? Production. Gone are the days where you can just record a podcast on a crappy laptop with four people sitting around it and it's spacey. And the last one I always look for is the audience itself. Are they building a community of listeners around their show? I think that's massively important. And I like to see that in an entry. A great podcast is a podcast that really understands their listeners, knows why someone would be tuning in in the first place. So it might be the charisma of the host, it might be the calibre of the guests, it might be the insight offered into the topic in question. It could be the research, the extra mile gone in the research for a true crime podcast or uh, the audio design in a fiction podcast. Content is king. Uh, You don't need to be a big name star, you don't need a big budget or a production crew. The barriers to entry are so low, all you really need is a microphone and something to say. And that was one thing that was so, so lovely for me was just the incredible diversity and calibre of Irish podcasting content that is being produced. Podcasting in Ireland has grown considerably in the last couple of years. At the Irish Podcast Awards, even last year and this year, we've seen a huge amount of original content, DIY, as we kind of call it, podcasting, where it's solo efforts. I love the fact that the Audience Choice Award last year went to Talking Bollocks to inner city Dublin lads who started their podcast at their kitchen table. I mean, there wasn't a podcast that I listened to that I thought this doesn't deserve to be here. But I was really impressed, I have to say, by the overall standard. We 100% have the talent here to be competing internationally. And you already see that with a lot of the heavy hitters, like, you know, My Therapist Ghosted Me is, is the largest Irish podcast currently. And that has a majority international listenership, three and a half million people tuning in every month. 
there is something special about uh, an Irish conversation, the crack that happens between uh, a couple of Irish people when they get together. That kind of natural banter, that natural storytelling ability uh, really lends itself to the medium of podcasting. Most of these podcasts are audio only and that kind of intimacy of those voices in your ear I think is one of the pluses of podcasts and I think the Irish qualities around storytelling and and banter and just kind of having to crack together just really lends itself to podcasting. Thanks to all of our judges and in particular Bobby Temps, Niall Killany-Taylor, Dee Reddy and Roger Gowdy illuminating us with their perspectives on the what, why and how of judging. Now, to the podcasters themselves. We have hundreds of entries broken down into 28 categories, covering everything from arts and culture to true crime, from sex and relationships to news and current affairs. Gerard Farrelly is one half of the talented presenter team responsible for Agony Rants, a podcast which offers listeners unconditional support and advice and which was highly commended on the night. He told us how his podcast career took flight. I was a stand-up comedian and I did a couple of RTE shows, hated every second of it. <laughs> like, just do not enjoy making telly. I enjoy writing telly. I just don't enjoy the process of being involved in a TV show. Decided I would make a podcast instead when my agent said that was one of the stupidest things they've ever heard. <laughs> you're just bypassing the noise. You're bypassing the trying to raise your hand a bit. You're just making it for the people that like it. And you're not going through all of these committees, you know, that edit your script or that, you know, want something else. That's really powerful. So yeah, I just as a comedian, I'm just used to being in complete control of everything I do. And yeah. podcasting is just a natural extension of that. I love it. We have a community of people that listen and that wait for the episode every Monday. And if we even suggest that we're going to take a break, get very upset at us. <laughs> Which is lovely. It's yeah. such a lovely position to be in. So I brought this idea to the Irish Independent at the time. And I was like, I have an idea for a podcast. To help podcasts. No one's really done it. Uh, and we haven't missed a Thursday since. We've done 340 odd eps, nearly six years. Uh, and to finally get an award is lovely. The range of podcasts and the range of, of topics covered. Like when I started out, we were one of the first real health podcasts, certainly with a sponsor and with a major studio, a major kind of setup like the Irish Independence. No one else had really done that. And now all of a sudden, you know, the, the podcasts are everywhere. So it's evolved all the time. And it's a room like tonight where you look around and you see the people who are there. There's creativity. There's, from a well-being perspective, you see how it's covered. You see the passion that people have for it. It's the same passion I have. I love it. The room is like that. Everyone's like that. In their own area, they're incredibly passionate. That was Garode Farrelly from Agony Rants and Cole Henry, the presenter of Real Health with Cole Henry, who was the winner in the highly competitive well-being category. And speaking of passion, one person who appears to have found his calling in the art of podcasting is Andy Gaffney, the curator, producer and presenter of Promenade, a collection of stories from around the world dealing with memory and the stories it triggers. Promenade is a unique podcast where it is uh, short stories from around the world, one voice telling a story about a trigger, something that brings them back to an, a moment in time, a story in time, be it a song, be it a smell, be it a taste. And we put in score. We want it to feel like an album, like you're listening to, you know? We want to feel like, an, like it's like meant to be like the saddest national album. In the 1980s, my mom drove a cobalt blue Subaru with a large blotch of rust eating away at the right side. 
This car, it was called a roadside rambler, drives around my mind to this very day. It reminds me of a thing that a lecturer said to me in college once. I couldn't tell you a number between five and six. If there is a number between five and six, I couldn't tell you. We had to enter in all this data and all this stuff. And he said to me, like, how was that? And I was like, it was the most boring two hours of my life. And he said to me, that should fly by for you. You should get this thing out of it. If the, the hours just fly by whatever you're doing and you love doing it, and it doesn't matter, that is the thing you should be doing. And I went, oh yeah, so I shouldn't be doing this then. Promenade has meant that thing of when I'm sitting back and I'm editing it and I'm putting on a wee bit of score and I'm listening to a story and it just feels amazing. It feels like this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing and that is a great, great, great feeling. And so to get an award for that is is just a lovely little bit of validation. It's a lovely bit of kind of like you are doing the thing you're meant to be doing. It is good. You're not insane. But also because there's so many storytellers on Promenade. Andy Gaffney there, who picked up the Specialist Award at the Irish Podcast Awards. One of the things that came across in all of our interviews was the extent to which podcasting is such an accessible medium with a low barrier to entry. The Talking Bollocks podcast, for example, have proved this for two years on the trot by bagging the Listener's Choice Award. Never mind a studio, they didn't even have a microphone when their podcast adventure started. We are just two young fellas that grew up in the flats in the northern city in Dublin. We kind of want people to look and go, if them two fucking easiest can do it, well then anybody can do it. That was always the aim, and we're seeing a lot of people setting up podcasts now, and I love seeing that. We love seeing people, and they reach out to us and they ask us for advice, and we always give advice, and we always try and steer them in the right direction, and what they're doing. At the end of the day, we started this, we just put a phone on a kitchen table in Calvin's mask gaff. It was just a buzz, it was just a laugh. Mm-hmm. And now when you see where it's at the ground, we're at the winning the Listener's Choice Award two years in a row now. We yeah. don't just mean in terms of inspiring people in just podcasts. You know, we're trying to inspire people to go and pursue a career in something that they love doing. Try something new, you know what I mean? Businessmen, sports stars, comedians. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a podcast. The beauty of, of a podcast is time is available to you. You can have as much time as you want. Coming from like TV and radio where on a live TV show you might get like your seven, eight minutes with a guest and you're trying to get through their life story or whatever it might be and you're inevitably having to cut across your guests to move them along to get the information out. And I found it really restrictive. Some of my favourite conversations that I have on my own podcast would be ones where I'm not talking much at all. And that's the gift, I think, of a skilled interviewer is to put your guest at ease and let them talk and just leave them be and guide them as you need to and interject when you need to. Because often the most interesting parts of conversations are the tangents, the avenues that you weren't expected to explore, something they say and you decide to kind of explore that. As a medium, I think it has huge integrity. Some of my most powerful moments of listening is through podcasts. That was Terence Power and Calvin O'Brien from the Talking Bollocks podcast. The Listener's Choice Award winner for 2022 and now for 2023, as well as Sheila Schoeger, who is the presenter of the Ready to Be Real podcast. One of the most powerful things about podcasting is the opportunities it opens up for creativity through sound design. And for Paul Skillen and Aaron Gray, the writers of Audible Podcast Below, which won the Best Fiction category, the possibilities that this unlocked were very exciting. We had this idea to explore environmental issues. It's beautiful, isn't she? 
so elegant. Look at their markings. So we came up with this idea of this wind farm being planted off the coast of Northern Ireland. Of course. They kind of go out to do a bit of work, and whenever they get under the water, they discover horrible sea monsters, and that allowed us to talk about very kind of dark ideas in and around mm. sort of mental health, but in a very kind of happy kind of horror way. We didn't have to think about budget, because all of a sudden, if you wanted a jetliner to crash in, to a building mm -hmm. and there'd be an explosion and Just all this. the explosion button. Yeah. The things you can do with sound design, like, staggered me. That's one of the fantastic things about this medium. It's really down to just the idea. The Podcast Awards came hot on the heels of the news that TV comedy series Derry Girls had won an Emmy Award. Great timing then for our next trio of podcasters, Marie-Louise Muir, Pauline Moore and Jeannie Messenger, who helmed the Talking Derry Girls podcast, a nominee in the arts and culture category. Here's how the podcast came together for them. We're from Derry, but we all met when we were working in BBC Radio Foil. In, in, the, in the 90s. We thought that maybe we were the teenagers' older sisters, and then we realised that we, we were, were probably their mammies, we and then now we're their grannies. Yeah. <laughs> we started recording remotely talking about each episode as we saw it. Then we reached episode 12. Which was the end of season two. two. And we thought, right, what do we do now? Mm. And we we got... were talking Derry Girls who had nothing to talk about. We <laughs> so felt we, we were talked out. So we decided to talk to Lisa McGee, who obviously you know is, is international Emmy <laughs> Award winning, just, which is yeah. why we're all looking a wee bit tired because we were up into the wee small hours watching the Emmys. <laughs> and then she said, just keep going and talk about Derry, talk, talk about, about stuff Derry, to do with there's, Derry. There's so much going on in Derry mm. and so much that's come out of Derry mm. historically forever. Yeah. Where am I? I'm soaked. Washed up on a mysterious unknown beach. Just my luck. I'm a musician by trade, so I've made like 20 plus albums over the last like decade or so. Nero's Class is something that I've always wanted to do in that it's like a, a surreal radio series. Just up the road, about 50 metres on the left, is the National Leprechaun Museum. And I worked there from 2010 to 2012 with Hugh Cooney, who plays Professor Nero. Who goes there? What exactly am I supposed to stop? Oh, for goodness sake, would you stop? Enough of your blasted tomfoolery. The show is largely rooted in like Irish folklore and stuff like that, but then it goes off on a tangent. Because I've done music for so long, I did all the music for the show as well, and I edited it and um, did the sound design on it, so it was very much like I got to, you know, spin all the plates. If you listen to Nero's class, you're kind of like listening to the inner workings of my brain in every way because all the sounds are coming from it too. Why is there radio on the wall? enough of that can't hear myself think winning the best family award is amazing but getting nominated um, for best comedy and best fiction alongside like traditionally like grown up shows um, is like a special nod as well that was first time podcast creator Bobby Ahern who masterminded the creative feast for the years that is Nero's class which took the gong in the family category as well as being shortlisted in multiple others next up let's talk about Gnaeus 
Hosted by award-winning Michelle Heffernan, it offers a frank, honest, and insightful outlook on all things sex-related, which has proved to be a voyage of discovery for audience and presenter alike. I made a podcast, obviously, about sex and relationships, but I narrated parts of it through the Irish language. Yes. In a way, I suppose, to make Irish language less associated with something formal and boring. I suppose the reason I made the podcast was, like most people in Ireland, I didn't learn a lot about sex in school, except to not have sex and not get pregnant. It makes me feel less ashamed myself and more proud because I had to reveal parts of myself during making this series and I had to have open conversations about sex that maybe had a negative impact in some people's heads about who I was as a person. I would hope that Anyone who listens um, would go away feeling like any ideas or thoughts or fears they had about sex are normal, but also to feel very empowered then to have an open conversation with people about sex. One massive bomb went off in London Derry, killing at least five people. I have never been afraid to die, and no one knows that better than the IRA. I'm a guy from Meath who had no knowledge of Northern Ireland in the past whatsoever. And then I had a couple of instances where I was up in Northern Ireland and I saw all these police stations with huge, big metal cages around them. And I was like, is this still, is this still a problem? And she's like, oh yeah. But a friend of mine who lived up there was like, yeah, this happens every week. There's things thrown at the police stations. And I was like, I thought that was years ago. And she's like, well, you know, it's been years ago, but these things are still very prescient. I think the most important thing in this is, in a way, to be humble. I'm telling people's stories, but let's have people tell their own stories too. People lost their families. People lost their children. Um... Well, I believed that there needed to be a space for that to just be appreciated and understood. You heard from Michelle Heffernan, and that was Oshin Feeney, the host of the deeply informative Troubles podcast, which picked up two awards on the night, including Best History Podcast and the much-coveted Podcast of the Year Award. Last but not least, we spoke to the couple behind the cinemile, Dave Corkery and Cathy Cullen, who were highly commended in the specialist category, as well as winning the Best Arts and Culture Award. Dave was like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to record us talking. And I was like, I'm not sitting down in a room talking about movies. That's so boring. Dave literally ran out of the shower one day and was like, I know what I want to do. Can I just record us walk? Oh, that actually is a really good idea. And we went to see The Jungle Book, the live action movie. Hit record on the way home and we published it. It, it then was that easy. We've connected with an audience through our podcast, which has kept us going now for seven years. Both the film community and the podcast community is that there's just a great spirit of passion and energy and conversation. Because we're married, we can be like quite mean to each other and get away with it. It is easy. It's a comfortable relationship that that I think other uh, co-hosts can 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 it can you, you, it take, can take a lot of work to get to that stage. So we had a natural advantage. Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for with this wrap up from the Irish Podcast Awards 2023. Thanks again to all of our judges and our nominees, and congratulations to all of our winners for this year. We're delighted to be able to highlight some of the exceptional work being done in the Irish podcast industry, but this really is only a small flavour of the outstanding work that's being done. We'll be back next week with more of your regularly scheduled insight into the wider podcast industry. But until then, follow us on social media, subscribe to our daily email bulletins, and remember to leave us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. I've been Adam Shepherd, and this has been PodPod, produced by Tim Pot Productions for Haymarket Business Media.